Hello, everybody, and welcome back to How Do You Hustle with Cami Dimitrova. Uh, this is the podcast where we interview comedians about their day jobs. That's right. Hi, I'm Cami. It's me. I'm literally in your ear right now. That's kind of weird, but it's true. Um, yeah, we have a really exciting episode for you today. We have the one and only Patrick Keen on. That's right. For those of you who don't know Patrick, he is an improviser uh, at UCB. He is based in Brooklyn. You can see him uh, on the road with UCB's Turco or performing at UCB Hell's Kitchen at uh, at a show called Here and Queer or every Friday on a improv team called The Law Firm. It's a weekend team. Uh, he's also on all the social medias, which we'll plug a little bit later. Um, but Patrick has a really great episode. He talks about how he first fell in love with improv and, uh, getting into improv a little bit later in life and how that informed his style. Um, we talk about how he literally stays humble, um, given his insane reputation in the comedy community as basically the king of improv. Um, so he talks about that and balancing, um, balancing that. And he also talks about how he self-identifies as a little bit of, uh, being work averse. So, um, how he copes with that and also goals for future in comedy. Yeah. What that looks like for him. So hope you enjoy this episode without further ado, Patrick Keen. My main day job is I work at Fuse, which is a cable network. Very cool. Uh, and I also in the past six months, I started uh, teaching at NYU, teaching oh. classes at NYU. No way. Mm-hmm. What kind of classes? Improv classes. What? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Like uh, to in the Tish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so Tish has like they partner with a bunch of acting studios, right? And uh, this is one of the acting studios. It's called Stone Street. Yeah. Uh, and I inherited the job from my friend jordan myrick who moved to la very cool yeah so i was so this like last fall semester that's what i was doing wednesdays during the day and like friday during the day and then i was at fuse the other days wonderful so you're at fuse part-time yeah right now Mm -hmm. great and what do you do at fuse so at fuse it's a very much an office job i'm a digital coordinator great that's the job title okay uh i work uh, in the digital department and my main thing is i am uh, i create uh metadata packets for the video on demand so i'm one of the people that helps the video on demand stuff get from us to like someone's cable box very cool (laughs) (laughs) it's like so not cool it's (laughs) it's like yeah yeah, i mean it's uh i think i understood 30 percent of the words you just said so uh, it's cool to me yeah (laughs) i make like huge excel spreadsheets okay and then i have to do a few other little reports to just like show uh what's going on to the cable box for video on demand you know when you like click on yeah. you, know, you know video on demand yeah sure yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. my family my dad loves to <laughs> yeah, DVR yeah, yeah, yeah. all of like oh, yeah. you know mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. crime shows. yes yeah. uh so yeah i make huge excel spreadsheets that are just like here's what's going on this month and all this metadata for it which wow. is just like descriptions and stuff yeah what's metadata about it? like it, Met, yeah. description metadata okay. as far as i know <laughs> metadata just means like the data about a thing like the data about data sure i guess is what metadata means but it's just yeah. like 
every like if there's like a episode of Malcolm in the Middle, it gets like a description, it has a title, it has an asset ID, it has like a running time, it has uh, a cast information, mm-hmm. it has just like all that. That's all really that cool. Junk. Um, do, I mean, I think it's cool because it's yeah. like it seems so like mystical and like yeah. And, like, I'm like, oh yes. Yeah, you would never like think about that sure. being a job or like that that has to happen for vod to work yeah <laughs> yeah like, but it does and i do it yeah <laughs> someone's I, gotta do it yeah and i'm here <laughs> yeah until the machines fully take over right oh yeah is that you think that's gonna happen i don't know i i definitely think there's a way to automate what i do so <laughs> <laughs> we're praying like for it yeah <laughs> um very cool mm. um and was that always the case for you or is that a setup that you sort of like decided to do once you were like trying to do comedy for real for real or yeah when i started to do comedy when i started like taking classes at ucb which is how i started doing comedy mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around a watch she can wear every day from movement whether your mom is into classic dress watches rare and refined ceramics or tried and true bestsellers movement has something she'll love and right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. I was working at KPMG, which is like a big accounting firm. Wow. And that I was doing a sort of also administrative job, um, like creating reports for the for the accountants yeah and uh i got that through a temp agency but it was a really good job but it just was like a really official kind of job that Mm -hmm. like i really needed to be like present and doing my shit and when i started doing comedy i was like i want to do these i want to stay out all night and party and like do shows and so that sort of conflicted with it so i stopped doing that and then i had um a friend joe DeBella, who worked at fuse who was like well you can come work here and that was very kind of him and Aww. he's been a very kind person and helpful person in my life that's wonderful yeah that's so cool yeah um when did you start doing comedy uh in 2013 2013 yeah so i was 27 okay mm-hmm. and that so what's it's 2019 that's, now so yeah. six years ago it's 2020 right now oh my god it's 2020 <laughs> But yeah, so like six and a half years help. ago. I know. Help, Patrick. Okay, I can't it's, help uh, you. I can't help you. You have to <laughs> yeah. help yourself. Yeah. You have to help yourself. Yeah. Okay. So it was se- six, six and a half years ago. Six and a half years yeah. ago. Okay. And how did you even like get into it? Mm-hmm. Were you someone who was always a creative? Were you like, mm. oh, this is something that I want to try because a lot of people are like, a breakup happened and then I took an improv class. <laughs> like that's I truly. Yeah truly if that's I had awesome a for those people yeah <laughs> yeah um when i was little i was like very much into acting oh, like cool. when i was in like elementary school I, that was like i was like the little performer kid mm-hmm. um and then in middle school and then into high school i would do like plays and musicals 
and, and like sing and stuff. But then when I got to college, I think I was like too scared to do anything. Yeah. So I went to college for math and for cinema studies and at NYU. NYU. Yeah. yeah. And so every weekend I would go to Upright Citizens Brigade to watch ASCAT because really? I just was like in love with Amy Poehler and she was there like every weekend. Mm-hmm. It was like her and Horatio and all these amazing people mm-hmm. and i would go do standby for snl i probably in my freshman year at college i probably saw snl like 12 times really? like filmed yeah i saw like a bunch of them oh my god uh and it was it's a nightmare to stand in that standby line because you're there all night yes and yeah. it's cold I'm and it's cold like, yeah. and sometimes we wouldn't get in oh my so there would be like times you do standby and then they cut you off Woof. yeah so okay. it was a nightmare but i did it but I think uh, I was someone where it was like, oh, no one gave me permission to do it myself and no one pushed me to do it. Mm-hmm. So I never did it. Mm-hmm. And then when I was 27, I had just been like uh, being a real dirtbag around New York City, just like <laughs> sure. hanging out, having fun. And I think it was like that sort of like quarter life crisis a little after uh, just being like, what the fuck's happening? Yeah. And my roommate took classes at ucb and she was like i think i hate this because she doesn't work well with others um but she's very funny Mm -hmm. um but she was like you have to do it because we like comedy we love comedy and we like to laugh and have fun yeah so she paid for my 101 she was like i will pay for your 101 for you to take 101 really yeah and then i took 101 and i was like oh yeah it's so fun you know improv is like of course everyone just loves it when you take that first one yeah (laughs) so then i was like i just like fully dove in yeah and that's how it started wow yeah so you were hooked from day one you were like yeah totally yeah i love this this is so much fun of course well you can tell but i mean you're amazing at it though literally um <laughs> so did you go through the program pretty quickly were you just like yeah. Class after class? Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i went to the first four within a year sure. which i think is just like yeah you're signing up for one right after the other kind yep. of thing yeah. yeah when you're just breezing through it mm-hmm. and then you did all the advanced yeah. stuff and at that point i had i was working at kpmg and making like a really good salary okay so i had the money to just be like um buying classes baby right i'm doing yeah. this like a <laughs> yeah 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 um were you while you were working at kpmg mm-hmm. um and taking improv did you start feeling like this weird dissonance between like who you were during the day and then like being involved in this comedy community being like i think i'm forming a new identity outside of this work or were you always sort of like detached from that job being like i know it's not for me yeah i think i was always detached <laughs> yeah. from the job like, I think I'm I'm never, right, okay. yeah i was never like kpmg <laughs> is my future right yeah i think i think yeah like I think the thing with comedy is like I never felt like I had a few jobs, a few office jobs, and I still am partly working in an office and they've never felt like good. It's never felt good to work in an office for me. So I think, yeah, KPMG, it was like before I did comedy, it was like just clocking in, clocking out, being like, I don't want to talk to anyone all day. Mm -hmm. And then after I did comedy, it was like even more just like, oh, yeah, here's actually is something that I really love. And this other thing is like so shitty and I hate it so much. Right. Like even shittier. Cause now I kind of found something. I yeah. Really like. Yeah. Um, were, it sounds like it wasn't surprising that you loved improv so much because you sort of were always, it was mm-hmm. sort of always in you, like from being little and sort of being like, I love performing. This is yeah. a thing. But then being sort of scared and backing out of it. Yeah. Um, 
but still like you're even in college when you're not studying it you're like going to see shows and you're still sort of like yeah. immersed in it in some way yeah like nyu has a huge comedy program right yeah. they have like hammer cats and they have this thing called danger box which is their improv team mm-hmm. and i knew of those and like i would go see hammer cat shows and I never once was like, oh, I should audition for this or I should try to be a part of this. Literally it same. was Yeah, it was always <laughs> just like, I'm l- watching this. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, this isn't for me to do. This is for me to consume and like enjoy. Totally. Yeah, so totally. that's how I felt. Yeah, yeah. I totally and then it was it. like, you have a class, so you have this like framework and the structure to just be like, you can do it <laughs> and it's like it's good for wow, you too yeah you or just like y- need that push yeah you and, and that like framework to be like hey mm-hmm. like it's okay yeah um because it can be scary in college to be among your peers like i feel like there's something cool about going to a class and just being like oh like i don't know who's gonna show up i don't really know anybody yeah sort of like whatever i don't care yeah Versus yeah you're being all like the same I, that guy's in my class <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> like yeah. i don't want to be <laughs> dumb in front of him um oh gosh, i mean nyu is like <laughs> such a huge it's school huge, that i, I truly felt anonymous the whole time right. so it wasn't like doing it in front of my peers but i think it is like i think some people have an entitlement in a good way about just being like i can do this too i can do anything i want and i think other people when i would include myself in this are sort of like need permission given to them to be like you can do this interesting you feel like you're someone who needs permission to do stuff i certainly think i was that person i don't know if i'm that person anymore but i think i was for sure Mm. yeah um do you think that was a combination of like needing permission and being scared to do it or you felt like if someone was like hey patrick i see a light in you Mm -hmm. i'm like do you feel like that's i think i like really needed to push yeah i remember doing um because I remember all my friends, I think this is a, for a lot of people, even people that don't do comedy, but I remember friends just being like, oh, you're so funny. And I remember t- do t- I took a two credit acting course in college with a friend because we were just like, oh, we, let's just fill up our schedule and it'd be sure. fun to just like take an acting class. Uh, and I remember being like really successful in that. Good. But even from that, not being like, oh, this is something I want to do and can do it was just like yeah i'm good maybe at this but it's like not didn't still didn't feel like something i could seriously pursue sure yeah well what was how did you feel like you were being pushed when you did um classes where was it just like helpful to have a structure that you could see clearly like Mm -hmm. okay after one i take two after two i take three there's like a lateral thing yeah i think it was really that yeah i think it was like not having to worry about anything and just being like oh here you go here's four classes and after that there's more classes and that's just (laughs) like a structure you can like slip into and and that kind of thing of like i think i'm work phobic in a Mm. lot of ways um which maybe a lot of improvisers are because improv is like the best thing for work phobic people because all you have to do is show up right so it's like i didn't have to put any effort into it I could just pay them a bunch of money and they would be like, come here. And I'd be like, okay, okay, <laughs> yeah. you got it. Yeah. That's funny. You say that. Cause I feel like for me, improv is the most work. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, couldn't think of anything more laborious to me ever. Like yeah. it's so hard for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I bet I get what you're saying. Like there's mm-hmm. no real, like you don't have to like write a thing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you just show up. Right. Yeah. Right. Like and you have to put in the brain work, you have to maybe, put in the brain work. but you just have to show up. Sure. sure yeah. Sure, yeah. Sure. Um, when you did take your first class, were you like on fire? Were you just like, yeah, I'm the funniest guy in the room? <laughs> or like, what was like your vibe? I think, um, uh, <laughs> I don't think, I, well, I think I was like, I'm one of the better ones. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like not going to bullshit on yeah, this yeah. podcast. That is fucking 
crushed it. I'm trying to think. It was our our class was really fun and we had a lot of really fun people in it. I'm trying to think of like people who I was like, oh, this person's better than me. There certainly were <laughs> name them. Yeah, yeah, there certainly were a number of classes throughout my improv career. I mean, most classes where I could identify one or two people at the very least, where I was like, ooh, they're better than me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about one on one. I f- I kind of forget because we were. Most of us were new. Yeah. Um, but there were great people in it. Um, but uh yeah, I think I always was like, I'm good at this. Sure. Or like I'm not struggling very hard yeah. to to do this well. Right. Yeah. Um, and did that come naturally to you or like what was your process like? I'm just so curious because mm-hmm. I think like Oh, I mean this I think this is so clear to everyone that like you're so good at improv like you're just like ridiculously good at it and to the point where it's like this man where he come from how he do that you know I feel like I'm always taking notes like I'm just like oh that's a good choice that's mm-hmm. a great choice like I don't think I've ever seen you do a bad scene like I literally don't think I've done so many I though I just don't yeah. think that's you don't true. remember them you don't remember them I do don't yeah. I just feel like every t- like if talk about batting average like mm-hmm. you're just like I don't know I don't know anything about sports but if it's yeah. a 10 out of 10 you're a 10 out of 10 I don't know whatever <laughs> Um, yeah, you're just like so good at it and i'm just curious to know like did that take a lot of work or were you just like naturally good at it i think i think i've grown like i think i've grown a lot yeah. like doing improv i think i'm someone and i think this is true of a number of people but i think i'm someone who like fully dove in yeah. and was doing shows like I, for my first year of doing it i only did classes and then towards the end i think i had a practice group Mm -hmm. but then after that it was quickly like into my second year it was quickly like i'm taking a class i have at least two practices a week and i'm doing shows like almost every day wow so it was like really just like so many hours devoted to this thing because it was really fun and i really love doing it and i think it just it just makes you better so i think like it's hard sometimes to see your own growth, but I obviously have grown so much from when I started. Like certainly I wasn't, there's like, this is such a weird thing too, but you see, um, like UCB grades you, you know, but (laughs) (laughs) just in case you're listening and you don't know, (laughs) UCB grades you. And like, I didn't get an A until like deep into it. Right. Yeah. And some people get A's like in all their core classes. Uh But that wasn't the case for me. And like, th- and that's dependent on your teacher or whatever. But I think it's true. Like, it, it, I didn't like hatch out of 101 just like crushing it. Right. Like, I did grow. And I think I grew by like devoting so much time to it. Sure. And I think I'm a thoughtful person. So, yeah. and like, and I'm smart. <laughs> I think there's a lot of different intelligences, but like, I have a sort of like book smarts, which mm-hmm. I don't think is the key to improv at all but i do think it has helped me um be really mindful about like what's working and what's not working and like how i need to like adjust myself sure uh being like technically minded in sort of that way yeah um so i think it's like being very thoughtful and then just doing it like with all of my time yeah and just Mm -hmm. like really diving into Mm -hmm. it yeah wow 
Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when you're <laughs> when you're on stage, are you just like so turned? I just feel like you are listening so hard. Like you don't miss a fucking beat. I'm like, what on literal earth is happening right now? Like it's just crazy. Yeah. Like you'll just step out and be like, oh, this specific, this specific, this specific, and here's the game, bitch. And also a uh, second beat, also, and whatever. I don't know improv anymore. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like mm. you're just so. I feel like you're so tuned in. You listen hard, and you always mm-hmm. like frame the shit out of something, or you just like find the thing. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, this I think is just me praising you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. No uh, <laughs> I think I do listen really hard. You do. You and certainly I, do. Yeah. And, and I, because I think that's the like fundamental <laughs> of improv. <laughs> and like being a person. Yeah. 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 Like you have to listen really hard. Yeah. So it's like, I do think that is something that I prioritize in my improv is listening. And I think it's like so valuable. And then the other piece of that is, I do think I've been told this before and I, and so I do accept that it's true and I do believe it of myself, but I do think I have a sort of like laser focus on picking out things that feel unusual to me or things that feel funny or weird. And I think a piece of that is, and I don't know how, I think I, I started when I was 27, right? right? Which is like a lot older than maybe a lot of people, but it's not necessarily like that old for Mm -hmm. someone to start improv. But I do think without having the improv skills, I did already come into improv with like a very sharp um, sense of comedy or sense of like what I find funny, what I think is funny and like picking up in people like, oh, that rings weird to my ear and like Uh that and then this is why it's funny to me okay so i think maybe that gave me a leg up yeah how how did you come into how did you like fine-tune that was that just because you were like watching a lot of comedy and like going to shows a lot yeah or were you like writing stuff or like (laughs) i mean like i was not writing or you just felt like yeah so you like naturally (laughs) had this like you had good taste yeah you're like i have good taste i kind of can feel it what's i also this is such a weird thing to say and maybe it's not true but i've always felt it to be true but i'm gay and i've always felt that with gay people and i think it's also true um with women in general too is that i think as we grow up in society we're like so required to have this like laser focus of like if in ourselves anything is like off or like how we're presenting ourselves and like what's off and like picking up like small small like clues from people about certain things sure so i think that is like a fine-tuned tool in a lot of gay people a lot of queer people and i would also say for women too Sure. Like being very perceptive. Yeah. Being very perceptive out of like necessity, out of like survival (laughs) instinct. Literally being like, are you going to like hate crime me? (laughs) Yeah. Or (laughs) even just being like, are you queer too? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that too. Yeah. yeah, Or, and just like other, and and being like, how am I presenting myself to the world? Right. Sure. Like I think women and queer people have to be a lot more focused on like how we present ourselves. Yes. So we're just like fine tuned to details in in behavior. Sure. That's really interesting. I don't know if that's true, but I've always sort of felt that. That's really cool. (laughs) That's really um, observant and great. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, I'm curious to know um, how, I mean, now that you sort of like rose through the ranks, I feel like relatively quickly, like you, when did you get on Lloyd? I got on Lloyd in my third audition okay so i think that was four years in four years in okay so which is like that's 
there, I don't think there's one set, but I I would say that's like an average yeah. time for yeah. Lloyd. Um, but I did after my second audition. There were quickly after that invite auditions for Torco, the touring company at UCB, yeah. and I did do that. So I was on Torco before I was on Lloyd. Yeah, so I sort of had that like nice um, leg up in terms of like being able to practice with people who are on Herald and right. be and doing these like long ninety minute improv shows, sure, which Jeez. is like really like making you do the work. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. ninety minutes—that yeah. is my actual nightmare. Yeah, I so. Would- so I think like, cause there's people, there's so many people who get on Lloyd, not so many, I shouldn't say, but there's a lot of people who get on Lloyd in after their first audition or yes. people who get on really quickly. Right. And I, that wasn't the case for me, but I do think by the time I got onto Lloyd, I was pretty good. Yeah. And it was like, so at that point, then I think I very quickly kind of like rose through. You rose through the ranks. Cause yeah. you were on Lloyd for, a, a I was lo- on Lloyd season? for a year. Yeah. yeah so that's. And that's whatever. That's not like shocking. or I mean, it's not like, you know, a lot of people do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was on Harold for a year and a half. Right. Which is like, I mean, Harold's a different thing and it's weird. Right. So, but, um, but yeah, I think overall I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm one of those people where it's like, I think like Connor Ratliff or I don't know the history, but like, sure. I think he like was like, just like bam on the weekend uh-huh, or uh-huh. like, so I don't think I'm like one of those, but I do think it's like, yeah, that's, it's pretty quick yeah. once that happens. I think so. I think that's yeah. quick. And also I think everyone in their mind is like, yeah, that makes like, everyone's just like, <laughs> oh, the faster, the better. You're the best. Like, I just feel like you, you know, everyone like looks to you and is like, yeah, Pat King, uh, Pat King, King of Improv. Like we're all here just like truly. Yeah, that's um, very kind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you, and it's what I think what's amazing, like we'll talk about how jobs and stuff play into this, I swear. <laughs> But also, it's my podcast. I'll do what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think um, there there is this incredible thing about you, Pat, which is that you are like the one of the nicest people ever. Like you're so humble and kind, and like everyone who interacts with you is like Pat's so nice, and you're also so talented. So it's just like, are you a robot? Is my question, or like, are you some sort of non-human thing um and also like how do you how do you truly hashtag stay humble because you're so you know what i mean like you're referenced in things and like everyone's you know what i'm saying like i do understand what you're saying you know what i'm saying (laughs) like the community like knows you Mm -hmm. i feel like everyone knows who you are so it's like it's not you're like a celebrity in our community (laughs) yes in the community yes yes, you're like you're smiling so hard but it's true um, so how do you like literally <laughs> stay grounded and you're like, yes, I'm here to, I'm, you know, I'm here to <laughs> do yeah. the craft. And I think, uh, I think I'm a real nasty person if you get to know me a well enough. A real nasty boy? Yeah, I can be a I, real nasty boy I, for sure. But anyway, what well, do you mean? I think I, I think I have, um, I, I know I don't want to get into it, but oh I do God. think, uh, I have strong opinions and I'm not, sometimes not afraid to share them. And I think, um... I'm not just like a bowl of sweetness. Yes. But I mean you're right. I mean you're yeah. like a real person. Yeah. <laughs> but you but you treat people you're like yeah. right. I yeah, mean, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. But I feel like you treat people kindly. Like yeah. you, you are you're not like you're I not would like hope aloof so. and like you're mm-hmm. always very present with people. You're mm-hmm. great eye contact. <laughs> and like you just give people like an, the acknowledgement that they feel seen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like totally. you make people feel seen. Yes. And whether 
even if you don't like them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we all have our shit. Sure. I one time was coaching a group and this woman in the group, once um, she was done, she I think she quit the group, I think is what happened. And she sent me a message after and she was like, you are one of the first coaches that really made me feel seen and what? made my like sense of humor feel valid. And that really like touched me. Yeah. Um, because it's true. <laughs> I do. I think I'm a, I think I prioritize being kind because it's like so important. Right. <laughs> it's like, I, d- I want a job. Yeah. I, well, I'm, no, 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 I mean, it's, yeah, it yeah. certainly is that <laughs> it certainly is that, but it's, yeah, you don't want to yeah. like fucking burn fucking yeah. bridges and ladders on the way to the top, but course, it's like, yeah, it's just like life is so sad and it's I like know. let's just like be kind when we can. <laughs> and I think like I I'm, I'm someone and I'm I'm very proud of my talents. Good. And I do I can fully like own like with no false humility that like yeah, I, I think everything you're saying is true. It's like yeah. I think a lot of people have this idea of me as like being like the king of improv yeah. or whatever which is like there are certainly more talented improvisers in new york and in the world uh-huh. like a lot more but i do think that i have a lot of talent yeah. in terms of improv um but yeah i think like the humbleness is like i don't know i think i think also from starting so much older being like i'm 33 now which is not old it's not that old but like starting at 27 and being 33, I think I do have like some sense of like, uh, of the world about me mm-hmm. where I'm like, you know, you see people who think they're such hot shit and sure. you're just like, get the fuck out of here. Like, what are you doing? Like, cool, you started yesterday <laughs> and also you're 22. Yeah. And like, you think you like should be on the weekend or you think you're like right. God's gift to improv. And it's like, first of all, it's improv. Like <laughs> you're doing like an ASP, uh-huh, like shut uh-huh. up. <laughs> right, like, uh-uh. yeah. yeah. And yeah. then like, and then it's also like, I think uh, I try to really humble myself in the way that is like there's so many phenomenally talented improvisers I know who never found success in UCB. And so I think I have a good headspace being like this is like I was in the right place at the right time and had a lot of talent. It was like both. Right. I think I used this phrase recently in an Instagram post, but uh, it's something about like uh opportunity i forget what the fuck it is but it's something about like it's like when the time comes that you have the shit to back it up essentially absolutely it's um and i think uh it clicked for me in a lot of really right ways where i'm like very thankful for like things happening at certain times and i've always and i've had moments like the year before i didn't get on lloyd I was so like, I fucking crushed it. I should have been put on. Boom, like boom. I was the best in my room. It was like Maritza and me were the best in our right. room and neither of us were put on. And Ugh. I was like, this is bullshit. Right. But then like looking back at everything, I'm like, you know, now I'm on the weekend and people that were put on that year, like some of them are cut. Yeah. Some of them don't do improv. Some of them are still on like Lloyd right. or Harold. So it's like, there's just like there's a time and place yeah right and i think that's so true yeah so Uh, yeah yeah, i think that gives me a good sense of like not having a huge ego right and sometimes the ego pops out 
Okay. Because, she pops out. Yeah, she pops out. Okay. Because I'm like, yo, I'm pretty good. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but you know, I like what you said is like having a high batting average, I think is true, but that still means that I have plenty of shows that I come out of being like, ooh, like mm. that was not good. Like I did not do well in that show. Are you hard on yourself? I think I'm super hard on myself. Yeah. Yeah. So even so are you someone who celebrates good and really beats down bad? Are you like Mm -hmm. when it's good, you're like, okay, fine. You know? Mm, When I I think when it's really, really good, I Yeah, I'm really pumped. Nice. And I think when it's bad. I think I'm better about it now of just like recognizing that it's improv and like that's the nature of the beast. But I do think I can be hard on myself of just being like, ah, like what, what were you doing? Um, Do you, when you have a bad show, do you, which I doubt happens. um, I've never (laughs) fucking seen, but sure. So you say legend. I guess I'll trust you. Um, Let's let's say say you had a bad show, (laughs) which, okay. Um, afterward Mm -hmm. are you someone who like do you like to go out and talk about it with your team are you do you get very like insular and you're like i have to like go home and sort of like veg out i think i get insular only because i i think i have like steven paletta is a very close friend and i think he's someone that i can talk about that stuff with because there's a comfort and a trust between us but improv is such a weird activity that it's set up in a way where you're not really allowed to talk about it with your teammates you know Mm -hmm. it's hard to do like a post-mortem on a show because you might end up mm, calling out people and making them feel bad about their moves danger zone yeah sure and then and then the alternative to that is like you know some, if I have a bad show and my teammates have a good show, I don't want to come out of it being like, oh, I sucked and like this was so bad and sure. shit. Because it's like they just had a good show and it's like, and they don't want to hear it from me because I've been in that position and you're like, shut up. Yeah, you're like, I'm trying to celebrate, <laughs> <Yeah>. dish. <laughs> I just want to get killed. <laughs> yeah, I don't care uh, about you. Yeah, so it's like the opportunity isn't there to like, I think, discuss. Mm. But there's certain people that I have that are good friends that maybe I can discuss with. Yeah. But I would say more often it's insular and I, and I, but I do try to like think about what it is that happened. Do you think about like, what could be, are you like, Oh, I should have done this move. Like that would have been a better move. Are you like going Mm -hmm. dissecting it? Are you just sort of like, man, get like just general, like bummed out. I think I'll dissect it, but I don't necessarily think it's move by move. Yeah. But I'll be like, Oh, you weren't reacting. Uh, a lot of times it's like you were hanging back too much. Um, sometimes it's like you were controlling too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I think in general terms about this set and I'm trying to like pinpoint like what, how did I fuck it up? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope most of it is not that, but I get, I get no. being hard on yourself. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's part of it. It's yeah. also really vulnerable. So when it's yes. like you, sometimes when you don't get the reaction or a laugh that mm-hmm. you think your move is going to like garner yes is that right? totally like, or, yeah you know? um it can feel really shitty yeah because you're like oh like <laughs> i got this up my sleeve like, yeah here we go, here we go. Yes. and then it's like silence and yeah you're like oh okay. and i think i'm very blessed for having done so much improv that that is now becoming less of an issue sure. for me so that can roll off my back a bit easier than it used to good, and then i think it does for some people because like on Turco, you're doing 90 minute shows and like 
we've done some real <laughs> bad ones and you're yeah. also doing shows for like people who have never seen improv before right. which also happens on the weekend now and you won't get the responses you think you deserve and at a certain point you you're just like well whatever. yeah it whatever yeah sure yeah um so thinking about like all your strides in comedy and how you're just crushing it i mean you know on a high level regardless of what you think of yourself <laughs> at, from, UCB. at ucb at <laughs> ucb <laughs> at the upright citizens brigade um are you someone who is like looking to make that like a career are you like are you doing improv because you love it for it or like what's your thought on that yeah i think um i i think i do improv because i love it great but i think it's that kind of thing where it's like my stepdad always says this and it's uh, just a thing people say in general but it's like if you do the thing you love for a job you'll never work a day in your life yeah. you know because i think i hate working <laughs> like i hate it so much uh -huh. and i can't really get past that so i think as i get older it is truly like you're going to have to find a way to turn this kind of stuff into a career sure or you're always going to be stuck doing a job that you hate sure because you hate every job Right. There's not, there's no career path for me that I can think of that wouldn't, that I, that isn't comedy or creative in nature that I wouldn't just like hate. Right. Is it any kind of comedy or is it improv specifically? I think it could be a lot of different things. Oh, That's something that I'm like dealing with. Okay. But yeah, I always, when I was little, I always wanted to be a filmmaker. Hello. So, <laughs> you know, Hello. check back with me in 20 years. But. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't think it's like improv specific, Okay, but okay. I do think like, so you're open to like, yeah, okay. Great. but I do think I love improv for improv's sake. Yes. So I think that's something that makes me good at it. And that has propelled me through the years because even when I did have those like setbacks and like minor setbacks or whatever, I never was one of those people that was like, fuck this. Mm -hmm. It was always like, okay, I'm so sad right now. And the only thing that will make me happy is like doing another improv show. Yeah. Like <laughs> doing another. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how do you get over like when you are at work, mm -hmm. you know, and like, ha you, cause like you gotta, I know. Do that, I guess. Like, oh my gosh! Like, I'll be real on this. No one's gonna listen. <laughs> no one at my work is gonna listen. Not no one's gonna listen. People will listen to the no, podcast. No, no. Um, drag me. No, drag me, Patrick. No, no. I'm just saying. I will never let anyone at work listen to this. Uh, I, I, I do so little work, which I think is true for a lot of office jobs. I think it's from true. what I hear I and what I've experienced. Aren't there articles on this that are like, you know, a lot of it's yeah. what, you only work two hours a day. Yeah. Realistically yeah. Or some mm -hmm. shit. yeah. yeah. And so I work even less than that, <laughs> but like, yeah, I think that's true. Yeah. And so that's how I get by. I think like I'm so blessed. I feel so blessed to have an office job because yeah. I've done like service industry jobs or like I've done retail oh, and um, stuff. And that is like a nightmare yeah. like for me and i think for most people i'm yeah. sure there's a, a s tiny selection of people for whom that's fun but for me it's like 
that's your whole day mm-hmm. is like you have to be present and you have to be like selling to people or you have to like be doing whatever. I feel so blessed to be at an office job where I'm doing two hours of work a day or less. Yeah. <laughs> and like I can be, I mean, social media is a bane in my life oh, and my for however good it brings, it brings so much more evil, but I can be on social media or I can be watching content and like thinking about things like that or talking to friends and stuff like yeah that's a real blessing so that's that's the nice thing about an office job that's good yeah you can kind of like zone out yeah because like i've been now i've been teaching these nyu classes great and yeah and it's great it's like nice i think it's like very cool and it pays a lot of money i'll say that too but um uh i come out of those days like so exhausted really because it's like on a wednesday i have like six hours basically two three-hour classes with the students and you have to be super present and like constantly giving feedback or constantly doing stuff uh and it's exhausting yeah two three-hour classes Mm -hmm. god you have to be fully on because everyone's looking at you to be like coach me yeah on wednesdays this past fall i would do 10 to 1 have a class then two to five i would have a class then i would go over to the training center and from seven to ten coach a lloyd team no so it's like nine hours of like being an improv instructor essentially what yeah and so then it's 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 like 10 to 10 so it's like a 12 hour day essentially like it starts at 10 ends at 10 with like breaks and a little bit of breaks in the middle what the hell yeah. So how do you do how do you do that? Are you like recharging in between as much as you can, like eating in silence? What yeah, are you doing? yeah. I'm like eating in silence yeah. and looking at my phone. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not, I don't want to have a single thought. Yeah, no way. Oh my god. So that <laughs> no so it's way. so exhausting, right? And, yeah. and then so then the office job is like the opposite of that, where the office sure. job is just like I'm fucking chilling, and that's bad in its own way, because <laughs> you're just like, oh no, I'm like sitting in a chair for eight hours doing zero things. <laughs> But it's nice because it's not exhausting in the way that like other jobs are. It, you can preserve your energy yes. to sort of then like exhaust yourself on a Wednesday. Yeah, totally. Yeah, or like, then, I mean, I can't even imagine like people, I have friends who are like servers right. at restaurants and stuff. It's like that I would be dead. Like right. that would exhaust me so much. Yeah. Cause your day job is exhausting. Yeah. And then the thing that you're hustling for is it's exhausting because yeah. like comedy in nature, if you don't have a, if you're not hired in this line of work, you're always just hustling constantly and hustling yeah, yeah and you're just like fucking exhausted you're running around like a crazy person yeah um cool okay so you have this like you struck sort of this balance you found mm-hmm. this balance of being like cool like checked out and then but also really <laughs> like yeah really like engaged and like maybe it hopefully averages out so that you can when you're performing and doing your own thing you can be fully present yeah yeah and i've been like i've really been like grinding in terms of money making over the past like year because i am so popular within the community i've had like um a massive glut of coaching opportunities sure i bet people are like yeah Yeah. so i make a lot of money doing that great but i overloaded myself doing that so now i think i'm that this is my new plan is to like really strike that balance right now so i have the nyu classes i have this fuse job I do want to coach a bit, mm-hmm. but I think that's something I have to really pull back on so that I do have time for myself to like do stuff. To recharge. Yeah. To one, recharge and to two, focus on my own creative outlet. Cool. Because a lot of it in the past, 
not full year, but basically in the past year has been a lot of like giving creative juices to other people in terms of like coaching sure. and stuff like that. And I'm still doing shows, of course, but like, yeah, that's, it's a lot of hours mm-hmm. of like still doing improv essentially, but it's like working on other people's improv. I hear that. I yeah. hear that. Um, which can be helpful to you, but I feel totally. like you're, you know, it's like <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. Um, or no, whatever. it is. Um, <laughs> I'm always learning. We're mm, always learning. Cammy. Whatever. Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um cool um i'd love to like if it's cool with you like talk about um like your identity as a queer Mm -hmm. man Mm -hmm. um and like how that has also like shaped your comedy and like what Mm -hmm. your journey's been like there and like i feel like um now going to uh, ucb and seeing like asps come up that are like like fully like queer mm-hmm. a- asps and like they're like sold out and everyone's yeah. just like fucking like going off going off yeah. and like i get goosebumps like i yeah. would go like all the time yes. and it was just like the coolest thing to see yeah and i wonder like how yeah if that's something that you're like pumped about obviously <laughs> you're like oh i hate this <laughs> Fuck i hate making space for <laughs> yeah. queer people. close like, the door behind <laughs> me <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, cis white men, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, is <laughs> yeah. that something that like you, have you seen a shift in the community or like, yeah, for sure. You know. I feel very fortunate. Um, I was closeted before I was closeted when I started improv. Wow. Yeah. And I, and I truly believe that only through seeing people fully out and about and like, uh, being just like in love with them like kelsey bailey was the first person first friend i should say Mm because certainly the men i was having sex with knew i was gay (laughs) (laughs) but uh kelsey bailey was the first uh friend that i ever like vocalized and was like i'm gay and it it was it was actually a very funny story we were at mcmanus oh hello and someone straight up asked me this guy i won't name names but he was like are you gay and I said no because I was just like so afraid and I was sitting around people who I, I never like when I was in the closet, I was never like, oh, I love women You're and right. stuff like that. But I never would vocalize that I was gay. Sure. So it was like a sort of open secret, but more secret than open. Um, and so I said no. And then we lived close to each other. So we took the train home. And then when we got off the train, I was like, I just have to tell you, like, I'm gay. Wow. <laughs> I was like, to I was, the guy? No, no, to Kelsey. To Kelsey. To Kelsey. Yeah. And it was truly because I just like, because she was gay and she, and I respected her so much. Yeah. And like, and also wanted to be her friend so badly. Yeah. So I was like, I have to tell her. Um, and yeah, like, I mean, I with Steven Pletta and Kelly Quinn and Kelsey Bailey, um, we're very sort of like focused on trying to build community. And Great. Lou Gonzalez is someone who's like, just Ugh. like the master of building community. He did the, we will, the ASBs, the we will slide. Yeah. And he has a POC. I think it's called the fam mm-hmm. POC, all POC ASP coming up soon. Um, it's like important to us for sure. And I think like talking to them, it's like, yeah, when you were, when we were coming up, you could see like Aaron Jackson or Josh Sharp and then like other people too, of course, but you saw those people who were like so out 
and just being so gay yeah. and like and being so funny so like aaron funny. jackson oh my god is like really the funniest person <laughs> <laughs> like no he's incredible yeah, yeah not to disrespect all the other really funny people but he's incredible he's so good yeah. yeah so not only seeing these people but seeing them like being at the top of the game right. being like you're the best uh yeah. is like so inspiring um and yeah i think it's like so we started doing here in queer with the intention of like carving out a little more space for the queer community. And um, Lou has done like so much work with that and mm -hmm. it's awesome. It's, it's really great. It's really That's nice. Really and cool. like, yeah, I think a lot about it, like coming out really uh, like coming out when I was like 28, basically I think. And then, and still like still coming out in like the past few years, like sure. more and more um, is like, uh, such a uh, I lost my train of thought but it's like such a like uh, gift that improv has given me it sounds like say, it sounds yeah. so crazy to say that but it's like it I, it's, I believe it it's yeah. like really true it's like what happened you think it helped like taking improv and being a part of this community mm -hmm. creative community like maybe helped with that a little bit or yeah I yeah. think being a part of this community has like really opened me up and like just put me in contact with so many more diverse voices and stuff and like which is really amazing like i lived in new york since college and it's like the most i wouldn't say that, i mean i don't know what's the most diverse place i heard houston is but <laughs> like it's like <laughs> the most diverse city right? right uh um but it can still be segregated in some ways and it's like but Definitely. i uh my friend group wasn't even that diverse which is like a real shame for me and like a real uh something that i look back on and i'm like that sucks that that was the case for me sure. um but so i'm so thankful and like blessed to now have this community through ucb that is and ucb has a lot of problems with diversity but right. my i can choose to be with a really diverse friend group and like and peer group and that's really amazing that's so uh, incredible yeah so wow. i think it's really helped me that's really really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that's a beautiful thing. It's it's <laughs> it's I don't know. It's just cool to yeah. find a community where you feel safe and you're yes. like, hey, like this yeah. is what's up and mm -hmm. like, you know, I see myself and people that are like, yeah, at the mm -hmm. top of the cream of the crop. And yeah. Like, cool. I feel like I can be my total self. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. There's a real safety, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in terms of like your, I don't know, I know it's hard to talk about next steps cause that gives mm -hmm. me a lot of anxiety. Yes. So feel free to be like, shut up. Yeah. But <laughs> in terms of like your vision for yourself, are you someone who is like, I see myself in five years doing this in 10 years doing this, or are you someone who's like, I take it day by day. I surround myself with people that pump me up and support me and like, we'll figure it out, you know? Yeah. I think um I think I would love to be someone who is a planner sure. and we were just talking about like goals uh before we started recording I, about yeah. like um <laughs> new years and stuff and um <laughs> yeah. my big goal this year is to like develop good habits and like and and track and put more effort into creating content that isn't um improv that mm -hmm. isn't like ephemeral like that and I and I would love to be like making video content video art that like is what i like and that is like um like what i want to create right i think uh, something that improv has brought to me which is really cool and i think is great is this kind of idea 
I think when I was younger and before I did improv, I would always make lists of things that I wanted to accomplish and I would never take a single step towards doing any of them. Mm. And then I would look back on the list and be like, well, I still want to do this I'm gonna, and I'm going to do it someday, but like not today. Mm-hmm. And I think improv has been a real incredible way for me to do like without being like, I'm taking a step now so that I can be a filmmaker 10 years from now. It's just been like, hi, just come here and like do this thing and have fun doing it. Mm -hmm. And now looking back on like the last six and a half years, I'm like, oh, wow, I've accomplished so much without ever once being like, my goal is to do this. It like, so I think, yeah, it is like that showing up and surrounding yourself with people. I've learned that for me, that's the way to go. Great. So I think that I want to become someone who is more like, here's me in five years, here's me in 10 years, and here's the steps I need to get there. But I have found so much success in this other way of just surrounding yourself and showing up that I would not discount that. Yeah. And like, I think it's done so much for me and I think it's such a, an amazing thing to do. It felt like is this is such a crazy thing to say, <laughs> but I remember having this thought speaking of all this stuff, like, because I really used to be like, okay, in like, in like 2004, I was like, okay, in 2012, I'll have like written and made this movie. And mm-hmm. I like had the idea for it and everything, but I never even started writing it. But I was like, in 2012, I'll do it. And I always was like, Oh, I'm always like thinking about what's going to happen when my life starts. And a lot of that was like being super closeted sure. too. I mean, probably. Yeah. It's linked. Yeah. 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 Like definitely being like too afraid to like go out with life or uh-huh. whatever. But I remember like a few years into improv being like, oh, wow, this is like what it feels like to be like living your life instead of being like, oh, my life's going to start in the future. Oh, God. <laughs> I got goosebumps. <laughs> on my whole body but i think it's really true and i think there's so many like it's so crazy to think about what's going on in our world and stuff and Mm -hmm. to think about like everything and to think about like life and how easily how fragile life is and stuff yeah and it really is like i think it's like planning is awesome and you see so many people achieve such greatness by planning but it's also like if you were to die like now or you were to die like whatever it's like at the end of the day, everyone's dead. <laughs> like everyone is going to die. We're all going to die. That's the fact. Uh-huh. So it's like that idea of like being present and like doing what you love in the moment is like at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. And you think about these other things too. I was just having this conversation with someone where it's like, yeah, I would love to be like, oh my gosh, I would kill to be some like hot shot filmmaker who's making stuff that's like everyone's like yes this fucking rules this is it this is the best but it's also like i wouldn't want to i i would only want to do that on my own terms like i I don't want to make i've very early on for multiple reasons was like i'll never be an actor and i think it's like because i would go psycho looking at myself that much (laughs) i hate that and um i think uh like a lot of issues with that but um (laughs) another piece of it is like that kind of thing of like when you attach yourself to another person's vision and i think this is like a lot of people's inroads into hollywood it's like it's 
that's so uninteresting to me and sure. maybe that's me protecting myself and being like well i'm not famous because i don't want to be <laughs> but i think it's really true like i think if you want to be an actor and you want to do that like cool that's a job and go for it that's sure. fun but we see a lot of people like i'm really not trying to like shade anyone but it's like you see people like commercials and it's like huge accomplishment yes. such a huge accomplishment so proud of you and all your money like truly like <laughs> truly? i wish yeah. i had it like right. amazing right but i'm also like that so deeply sucks to me to like be a part of this like disgusting <laughs> capitalist system like it really does on some level it hurts me uh, yes and because I, right yeah. i'm just like the artists that i respect there's such a sweet spot where it's like i don't need to be wealthy i just need healthcare. bernie 2020 i just need like healthcare and a place to live and like the ability to like make my art and like that might sound like i'm hedging or like uh trying to be like uh like self-sabotaging any sort of real success but i think it's so true it's like ugh, i would never want to be a part of that machine sure seems so, so if, like someone was like hey patrick we want you to be in this commercial you would be like fuck no that's not what I do. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, no, of course I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Because the oh, money. Okay. Because the that's money. What, and that's what I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> I am so proud of those people yes. and all the money they Honestly, made. I'm so proud yeah, of their I'm money. I'm so proud of it and I want it and I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I won't do it. That's the but thing. The, but is that your, is like, is, is that, that your goal? goal? Right. Is that the and goal? And like that to me is so psycho to I mean, like have that be like your thing but yes i i see what you're saying there's a difference between being like my goal is to be famous versus mm -hmm. like my goal is to be like a creative person that gets paid to do creative mm -hmm. things like there's more like weight to that and depth yeah. to that versus just being like i want a million followers on instagram and like to make branded content that is literally soul-sucking yeah and like kill me now versus yeah. like, you know but it's like this weird thing because i that's exactly what i'm saying right. and that's what i believe but then it's also like well you see these people that do that soul-sucking stuff and do that like fucking bullshit like um just like lowest common denominator i'm giving you exactly what you want then they build these like beautiful platforms for themselves and it's right. like well now you have a platform you have money and at this point if you wanted to you could make something incredible right and maybe they will. And maybe they will. So I mean, there's that too. I can't judge that. I know. Ugh. Well, that's the fucking other part yeah. of it. It's like, it's like, is it just finding an entry point into this thing? Yeah. And whatever that is, mm -hmm. even if it's just like, you got to kind of like suck yeah. it up and totally. sell your soul. And then once you're in, you're like, gotcha now suckers. I yeah. Now watch me shine. Totally. You know? like I'm going to make an indie film. It's going to blow your mind. Totally. Or whatever yes. The fuck, you know? Yes. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. So sometimes I feel like I'm self-sabotaging or trying to like get ahead of uh any sort of failure by just being like i didn't want that to begin with interesting sort of thing so that's something i'm dealing with but i think if i just am creating and i'm creating stuff that i truly believe in you know i did that with improv and success like really followed yeah so it's like hopefully i can do that with content and success will really follow and if it doesn't I guess I'll just live with myself, but I'd rather do that than at the end of the day, like audition for a million commercials, maybe make like a hundred thousand dollars doing that. Wow. 
I know, That's right? <laughs> but then being like, oh, now that was it. Because I spent all my time auditioning for commercials or I spent all my time like crafting that. And it's like, uh, and then, and then maybe now I have a platform. But this other way, maybe I have a platform, maybe I don't have a platform. Yes. But this other way, it's like I've created stuff I believe in. So maybe I don't have that platform, but I have all this stuff that I like and now I'm dead. Or maybe I g- also get that platform. Yeah. So it's like either way I'm dead. <laughs> One way I have a shitty commercial. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, we, we gotta I'm figure dead. it out. Help me. Yeah. Um, Wait, I have one last thing to say about this, but yeah. now I forget. Oh, I saw Little Women. <laughs> Speaking of Greta Gerwig, there was that interesting line um, that the guy says. Whether did you see it? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, sorry. I might see it tonight. Actually. Oh, it's good. <laughs> yeah. um, but there's a line where the guy, the guy is talking to the woman, um, the little woman. Um, do you know anything about little women? Yeah, like on a high level. But oh, okay, not. well, whatever. I'll just, yeah. I'm just gonna fucking say it. Um, yeah. He's talking to a writer, and this writer's been like writing um, really trashy stuff because she has to sell it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like really trashy, and um, uh, this guy's like, "Your shit sucks," and and she's like, "Well, Shakespeare, like." got published i don't know how they talk about it. but anyway basically they start talking about shakespeare yeah. and he's like shakespeare's the greatest poet that ever lived and shakespeare like wrote for the masses and the guy is like shakespeare was able to sneak his poetry into this like trash Woof. so it's like is Goose that what we have to do do we have to sell our souls but like sneak our poetry into it or can we just make our poetry and make a buck off of patreon what the hell, Patrick? <laughs> Who are you, dude? And I think I'm gonna try to not sell my soul. Just be a poet. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 and in maybe a- die penniless, but hopefully someone will like what I do. And you know, people like my improv, so yeah, I always have that. Love your improv, <laughs> Jesus Christ. So we all have something. Wow, that's really eye-opening. Something to think about. I'm not having an existential crisis. Yeah, me you either. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. The yeah. new year. The new year makes it happen. The new year makes it happen. I tell you what. But I will say in this year, and I'll say it right now, is that, and I said it last year, mm. and it didn't happen. Okay. So I'm saying it again this year. I might have said it the past two years, but I'm saying it again now, is that I really want to start making video content. Great. And like, I already know what it's going to feel like and look like. It's all in my head, and it's been in my head for like eight years. 10 years Great. so it's like i just have to do it and i'm f- gonna force myself to do it that is so awesome yeah um and you because you studied cinema studies you said? yeah i did cinema studies which is like not the production right. it's just like getting like an english degree or it's getting like a comp lit degree uh-huh, uh-huh. so you're just studying movies and like how to write about them and think about them cool but there's no like production aspect to it right but yeah you but you still have some knowledge i mean like yeah, yeah yeah like yeah the history of movies mm-hmm. and like all that yeah stuff, like, and like how they function and, how they and function, like yeah. yeah like all that kind of stuff and i'm a and huge math. movie fan yeah and math so right brain left brain yeah. Interesting. Yeah. A combo there. Ooh. Maybe that's why you're so great at improv. Because mm-hmm. you're like... The combo. The combo. Mm-hmm. It's like structure and logic meets like creativity. Wow. Who knows? Who knows? Um, Really cool. Well, I'm sure whatever <laughs> <laughs> you end up... I'm like, what makes yeah. you tick, Patrick? Um, <laughs> but I'm sure whatever you end up making um, will be fantastic. So I'm really Thank excited you. to watch your stuff and yeah. like really see. Because I think people are just like excited to, you know, I feel like your voice is so unique and great. Thank and you. like, 
yeah i think it'd be really cool to see what you end up doing um, i hope so if you need help let me know yeah um, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Um, dustin out there too <laughs> yeah and dustin's out there too um <laughs> hey dustin um cool okay um and i just to tie this back in uh, in a nice little bow mm-hmm. um reaching the hour mark here in terms of um I guess like balancing day job stuff and all this stuff in comedy that obviously you're, you're thinking very critically about Mm -hmm. and that's taking up a lot of like headspace in a cool way, which we want. Um, do you see yourself eventually like changing the structure of like your work to make it like more freelance and more like flexible? Are you kind of happy with where you're at right now? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like some people are like, I'm going to quit everything. You know, is Mm -hmm. that something you've thought about doing or, I think I can't because I am so workphobic, like I've <laughs> right. said a bunch, is that I think if I freelanced, I wouldn't do the work and I wouldn't get paid. So I think I have to have structures and systems in place. Sure. Um, coaching is like a freelance thing that I've been able to grab hold of well, but that's just like, it's so presented to me on a platter. Sure. So I I think I like having a day job, a day job that requires so little of my brain um, or heart. <laughs> um, and I hope to just slowly but surely transition into different str- streams of revenue. Great. But I wouldn't, I had an opportunity to quit um, fuse when I got the NYU gig because mm-hmm. of how much it pays. And I just decided if I have five free days a week, I'm only working two days a week. I will waste those days because that really? happened to me in my like mid twenties. I didn't have a job for a while and I was kind of living off of some money. And like, I mean, it was like almost a year maybe where I like did nothing really yeah so it's like that's who i am but that's that's what's up with um they say that creatives without constraints mm-hmm. are literally just yes. like lost souls yes and it's like so we i need, need constraints a hundred percent yeah so i think freelancing is not enough of a constraint for me yeah yeah that's t- i felt that too yeah i felt the same thing freelance yeah. was not for me i was yeah. like ah, ah yeah. like <laughs> ah, like how yeah. do i i could i wouldn't be able to paralyzed by anxiety yes. and yes. the freedom was paralyzing yeah absolutely like, i feel was. that way for yeah. sure yeah. great we're on the same page <laughs> Undiagnosed, but definitely yeah. severe ADHD, I think, for sure. Um, for definitely. Sure. <laughs> for, definitely for me. Um, <laughs> I think I just have depression, major I think, yeah, depression. Well, yeah, I've been very depressed. <laughs> I don't know uh, if I have ADHD, but I have major depression. <laughs> <laughs> that too, that too. Yeah. Um, well, that, I was going to ask you, like, are you, mental health-wise, like, are you mm-hmm. are you doing the therapy thing? Are you, like, I tried to do. That? I tried to do therapy, and, it, and I just, the, the therapist that I had was not, coming onto my level in a way that I appreciated. She felt like she was a bit more like a life coach in terms of like, she was trying to get me to do things. And I just kept being like, I literally cannot. And we have to figure out why I cannot. Mm -hmm. But she was like, no, just like you just have to start. And it was just like, I just can't. I like, I'm telling you, I can't. So like, what? You have to give me something else. Yeah. Like I'm telling you, yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. and I, or not like I can't. Yeah. Even. Like I can't bring myself to do it. Yeah. And I, it's like, maybe you need to like whip me or something or like <laughs> shove my face into it. But like, I don't know, like it's not working. So I would love to see a therapist. It feels like a lot of work to get one. Yeah. And that's where I'm having trouble with. <laughs> yeah. I'm also not opposed to getting on medicine. And yeah. I 
but it's the same thing where it's like, I haven't made the effort to do it, which is tough because I do think, uh, my mental health is not great. And I, Mm. but, um, I go in and out with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is certainly waves. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yes. I I feel that. Yeah. And hopefully we'll see, but I'll get my exercise and diet back on track. Okay. And that'll do a lot of heavy lifting. (laughs) I mean, they say exercise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to do that too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do therapy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, good. Go you love it? Week. Yeah. Yeah. I, love it. yeah I, I really like my therapist. Mm-hmm. She does a thing where she'll try to give me advice too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes and I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but she's a really, really what happens is for 45 minutes I vent. Yeah. And then at the end she goes, sounds tough. <laughs> <laughs> I like, love that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I really, I really like it. Yes. I always feel like I have taken an emotional dump mm-hmm. after. I need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does help cause it's like, I don't want to burden friends and stuff with it sometimes, but whatever. That's a whole other podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Okay. So you feel pretty settled into your routine, your day job, stuff that's going on with comedy. Sounds like you have some cool goals there, even though you're mm-hmm. not like a five year, 10 year person you do, you're like, I want to make videos and mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. And it's mm-hmm. clear in my head, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Um, one of the things that I like, to ask people sort of like towards the end of this is um for folks that are trying to get into comedy Mm -hmm. and are worried a little bit about how to manage like work and this thing um how do you like do you have any advice for them and even if the advice is like i'm not too sure um that's fine but Mm -hmm. i feel like i know when i was starting i was like how on earth am i ever going to make this a career and like what like Mm -hmm. how does that work i had no idea Mm -hmm. so yeah do you have any tips yeah i don't know i think i'm very blessed because i'm one of the very few people that makes like a good chunk of money off of improv which is like not something that happens it's true it's rare yeah Yeah. um and i don't think that my success and this like entry point is like that um reliable also back off uh no but um (laughs) but i will don't come for my money (laughs) Um. i will say that if you i think is that you have to find joy in what you're doing sure because i think for me like i didn't need as much um rest time because hanging out and doing improv shows was so much fun for me that it was like rest Mm -hmm. so even as i was like hustling really hard to do to do the work and hone my craft, it never felt like work to me because it was so joyful. So I would say, I guess, hope, I think it's like, you got to figure out what brings you joy out of your creative uh, production Mm -hmm. and lean harder into that Mm -hmm. than into the kind of stuff that feels more like work. Because some of your creativity is just going to feel like work, right? Like there's just going to be pieces of it that feel like work. So I'd say make more space for it. this stuff that feels joyful because at the end of the day, that stuff will still like pay dividends. Uh, maybe not as much as the work stuff. I'm not sure because I've never done work in my life, but uh, no, but um, like it'll, the joyful stuff will still give you the dividends. So why don't you do stuff that you like doing Right. in terms of like, in your off in your non work hours? Sure. Yeah. Does like that make sense? Yeah, that does make yeah. sense. Like why not trust, try it yeah like if you're like i want to be a writer but like um writing your pilot kind of feels like such fucking work it's like well what doesn't feel like work 
Twitter. Like Twitter's garbage, but like yeah. just tweeting a bunch could definitely help you hone your craft. Yeah, maybe like put all the tweets together and you yeah. got a thing. Yeah, you know. got a book like, of poetry. A book of poetry. <laughs> yeah, copy and paste. Yeah, together, so like whatever, whatever brings you joy, I think put a lot more energy into that than into the stuff that feels like work, but you think is gonna get you somewhere. That's what's up. Yeah. Interesting. Like enjoy your own creative spirit and like let yourself sort yeah. of like swim in that. Yes. And like, uh, and prioritize the stuff that brings you joy. Yeah. So if you find yourself not enjoying something in your creative spirit, I guess give a little less energy to it. You're like Marie Kondoing your fucking comedy life. Yeah. You're like, this joy. Doesn't this bring me joy. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, do you mind if I ask you really quickly? I mm-hmm. know that it's 518. I don't got anywhere to be. I got to okay. be at Lloyd at 730. Oh, fantastic. Okay. So I, I do don't know why we're looking at, there's no clock here. This is, we're looking at, we're <laughs> oh, looking okay. at um, lemon uh, <laughs> wallpaper. <laughs> and then it has some things about JFL mm. uh, on there, which mm. uh, actually didn't work out this year, oh, but it's fine. Bummer. Um, um, oh, well. And a Bob Dylan ticket. Yeah. Ooh, um, nice. Yeah. Went with uh, Boo and some friends. Nice. Day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bad, bad, bad stuff. Up there. <laughs> okay. Um, um, I actually like realized we t- totally skipped over this and I do really want to capture this if that's cool mm-hmm. is like your, um, your family dynamic mm-hmm. and like if they're, how do they feel about all this stuff and are you close with them? And like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, is yeah. that something where they're like, Oh, improv. Okay. Or, yeah, it's very interesting. My family lives um, far. I have my mom and stepdad live in Colorado. My dad and stepmom live in California, Northern California. I have siblings who, I have three sisters who live in California, and I have one that lives in Evanston outside of Chicago okay. in Illinois. Three. How many sisters? So four altogether. Four altogether. One is my sister's in Chicago, and then I have a half sister and two stepsisters. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, I would say. To, this is mostly my issue, but I'm not that close with them. Okay. And not like, in any, really negative way. But we're just not that close. Sure. And I think what's happened is that w- there's a lot of distance and there's also some like now at this point, like cultural difference, even just like the fact that they, that I'm just living in such a like hyper specific urban environment where it's like, I have all these like cultural signifiers around me that they are just like not in tuned with. Yeah. Does that, does that sound crazy? Or no, okay. I, I hear you. Yeah, but yeah. like when I talk to them, it's like, we don't have, <laughs> there's not a, there's not a large, um, pool that we can both draw from sure. to be like, here's a conversation that we can easily both have because I am very like hyper focused on stuff that, is like the improv community or is like more niche like art and culture this sounds so pretentious but it's very true i think and they i mean they're just not interested in that i mean to a certain extent they are like i think my sister is like very interested in it but she also has like two kids and you know and then and then she also the things she likes are different than the things i like so so there's not like a lot of um overlap in our worlds anymore and i think that's sort of driven us apart yeah um but i love my sister um i really do and uh older younger she's older than me by 16 months oh wow okay so we're very close in age 
parents. Yeah, we have the same you mom and dad. Oh, you do? Okay. So yeah. This is the same. And then I have a half sister and we have the same dad. And then I have two stepsisters. So we have no parents in common, but they are my stepmom's kids. So Step- I've, oh, wow. I've okay. known them since I was like three. Oh, okay. So I've and known them my whole life. Younger? Yeah. My stepsisters are both older than me. One's four years, one's two years. My little sister is four years younger than me. Oh, you're okay. And mm. she is half? Half. She's my dad's, dad's. daughter. Got Dad it. and stepmom. Dad and Does stepmom. that all make sense? Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. <laughs> Complicated. No, yeah. Um, so yeah, they are all hyper supportive. Great. They, I don't know if they like fully understand everything I do. My mom has come out and she saw a Harold show but it was a wacky one because it was like longest herald so we were doing it as the real housewives oh my God. <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was not even that good and it was just like total insanity yeah so i was like okay you've seen that my <laughs> sister and my little sister were just here and they saw me doing um the law firm and it was a good show so they sort of saw like what oh, what it is okay good uh and then the other family has no idea and like and we don't talk that much so it's like and and whenever I talk, they're always like, what's new? And it's just like nothing. Yeah. It's like, sorry, I have nothing to say. Yeah. So, so we're distant, I would say. Okay. I would say my family is very distant, but they're like very supportive from a distance. Sure. Yeah. Like, what was the, do you have a conversation after with your family? And they're like, that was cool. Or was it like, or like, what's like the energy that they're giving off? Are they like, awesome. Don't really get it, but cool. Or is it yeah. like, what is this? They're just like, we just want you to be happy. Oh, good. Yeah, oh, they're like, good. all we want is for you to be happy, support yourself, be healthy. Um, they, like, whenever I'm home, they're always like, do improv for us. And I'm like, you don't understand how this works. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 It's very yeah. sweet. And they, and, and they're very supportive and lovely people all in their own ways. But, um, yeah, they, I, yeah. So I, I think they, I think they told you that I've never, once gotten a vibe from them or have heard from them this like thing of like get a job or like get a career or like what are you doing sure. for a career they're all just like oh how's it going and then they're right. like it sounds like you're having a lot of success and like all this stuff so they're very supportive good um do you think you would have been affected either way if they weren't you know what mm, i'm saying like, yeah i don't know i wonder but yeah. um i don't think so because mm. i think i am like fairly independent in yeah. that way and we are like sort of distant that like if anything it probably would have driven me harder to comedy oh <laughs> like God. for them to be like don't do it okay. i would have been like fuck off <laughs> <I remember. laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah like i don't think that would have stopped me it probably would hurt our relationship more but because I wouldn't stop. But yeah, I don't think that would affect me. Sure. Yeah. Do you look more like your dad or your mom? Uh, my mom. You look like your mom? Yeah, I look like my mom. I feel like that's often with uh, boys. Boys look like mom. Yeah, look girls like look like dad. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the case. Yeah. I wonder why that is. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. I really don't know. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah, that um, is true though. Are you closer with one or the other or you'd say it's both similar? <sighs> Hard to say. It's hard to say. I, I hope they never listen to this. Oops. But no, I can okay. also cut all. No, no, no. no. I'll say it. no, no, no. I love it. I love it. They'll, <laughs> they'll never hear it. And if they do, sorry, sorry <laughs> to my parents. I would say at this point, um, I'm closer with both of my step parents than I am really? with either of my parents. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. It's um, there's different things going on with both sides, but um, my stepdad is the best. Like really? my stepdad, he's such a amazing guy so lovely and nice i love him and my stepmom and i at this point we had a very rough go of it growing up but at this point we have a very like 
friendly playful relationship good so that's nice um yeah and then i think with my mom and my dad there's just like a lot of baggage there sure um but it's like i talked to both of them so it's not like i'm not trying to say there's like some crazy thing going on yeah, yeah but yeah. in terms of who i'm closest with i don't know it's like there's none like i people i hear friends that are always like oh i talk to my parents like every day or I talk to my parents every week or something mm-hmm. and it's like i'll go like months without talking to any of them really yeah like months and really? uh yeah oh wow yeah yeah and so it's like i'm they're not and they've been so supportive for me like and i don't want to say like anything bad about them like they've helped me out financially in the past sure. which is like incredible and like they'll always be there for me but they're never like my so they've never been my support system sure. emotionally sure um but just having just knowing that they're there as a support system is like a beautiful privilege that i have absolutely just knowing just if know. shit really hits yes. the fan yes you can yes, be yes, like yes. yo totally network what's up or like you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? like family i'm land. moving back home <laughs> I'm moving back home. <laughs> yeah over, yeah. yeah yeah but so that's wonderful but yeah they've never been like my emotional support system like any of them i hear you yeah. i think it's hard i i think it is hard to have your family be your emotional support system mm-hmm. sometimes because it's like so close to home and yeah I don't know. Sometimes it's good to have that space, I think, but yeah. different for everybody. Yeah. I, mean, I, I have think, friends. Yeah, yeah. We're both. Yeah. I think at this point it does feel like we're, we're so different. Sure. Like all of us. It's just like, it's so you know. hard to describe, I think, especially with what we do where mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, improv even more so I feel like for you where mm-hmm. it's like, that's just like such a niche, like, <laughs> like creative art form or whatever. Yeah. Um, that I think like, it's not like you can point, you know, when I go back home to family, I'm like kind of like a sketch, like, you know, Mm -hmm. like an SNL thing, but not paid and not at that level. Yeah. They're like, Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Like, whereas improv is like, whose line is it? I guess there's something where you can maybe, you know, but it's just, it is really hard for, for, I think people who aren't doing this to like understand what the day to day is and Mm -hmm. like what it's like. So I I totally get that. It can feel a little isolating or not even that. It's just like, when you want to vent to someone about mm-hmm. like a detail, <laughs> you're yeah. like, hey, okay, it's well. like if I want to tell you about like a Lloyd audition, it's like, now I got to explain what, <laughs> yeah, like, like everything Lloyd? that, yeah, what's UCB, what is an artistic director, right. like all this crap. So it's like, it's not worth it. Yeah. Is UCB <laughs> different from a USB? And you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, <laughs> like yes. we have a lot of work to do here. Yes. Um, cool. Okay. Um, and then uh, one last thing and then, it's okay. okay. I'm okay. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. Good. I don't know if your listeners are, but <laughs> oh, they're great. I'm, I'm sure okay. <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to do really well. Um, uh, but in terms of, um, your, what were you, I'm so curious to know, mm-hmm. what were you like in high school? Were you like outgoing? No, no, I really wasn't. Yeah, I was such a freak. And I think part of that is from being closeted. Yeah. But I was so isolated. I was Mm. so self-isolating. And I always, I really have a lot of like, I try not to regret a lot, but I have a lot of regrets about high school and how I maneuvered through it because I think I could have been so popular if I, (laughs) if I tried at all. Uh And I think I, I think people liked me um my school was like small it was like relatively wealthy i'm from like i'm from a middle class family like fully middle class but i we moved to a town in colorado that was like upper class and Mm -hmm. then we just like lived in like the middle class neighborhood of it so it was like a pretty wealthy school and very small i was a part of the ib program do you know what that is we had ib in Uh, wait are you from florida no i'm from colorado Yeah, it's international, Cammy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so the IB yeah. students were like relatively separate from the other students. Mm-hmm. But then I had like elect like a did choir and stuff. Um, but I like had a little group of friends at school that I would like eat lunch with. 
but I would almost never see them outside of school. And then I had one really good friend. Her name was Megan and her, I would hang out with like all the time. Like we would hang out with like constantly just like sit on my couch and watch TV. Um, but other than that, I really isolated myself and I would like watch a lot of movies and like, I would go to the movies by myself, like all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I was like, I was, I was really, really isolated, but like, I was in a, I was in a choir. I was in um, a jazz choir. You were? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Were you tenor, bass? I feel like bass. As a bass. Yeah. 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 I was in the audition, <gasps> the audition jazz choir. Okay. Um, and then I was like, I was in the musical. Um, I auditioned for advanced drama <gasps> and I did not get in. What? And it killed me. That and is I, some bullshit. And I wrote a letter knowing I wasn't going to send it. I wrote a letter to my drama teacher just to like, I think my mom told me to do this. Maybe I can't uh-huh. fully remember, but it was like a thing of like, just to like write how you feel with no intention of sending it. Being yeah. like you fucked up big <laughs> by not having me in your drama department. <laughs> um, yeah. So that, so it was like that. I was just like, yeah, I kept to myself and like purposefully like, did not let people into my world and um but i was always like fun and funny um and i think people liked me uh-huh. yeah yeah like you're a likable guy but kind of like distant mm-hmm. and do you think that's because of being closeted or you think that's because I, of like, i think it's it? i think it's that it could have yeah. been something else as well but i sure. definitely think that was like the driving force that's totally fair yeah. yeah and then so yeah a lot of did a lot of stuff for myself like being on the internet and like watching movies and playing video games and like all that stuff I was very isolated. Sure. But you were good at school. Yes. I was very good. I was very, I was one of those people, sorry to say it, haters, but <laughs> I was one of those people where I like did not do any work and would get A's. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we had this English teacher in uh, senior year or like, I think I, it must've just been senior year, but she loved my friend and I so much that I would not turn in essays and I would still get an A. <laughs> And one time she was like on our ass and she's like, you have to turn in your essay. And I went to Target and I bought this like huge uh, chick. It was Easter time. It was like this huge baby chick at candle. Uh-huh. I mean, it was like um, a foot taller, more than a foot tall. And I just brought it to class and I was like, I'm sorry, I don't have the essay, but I have this candle. <laughs> and she was like, get out of here and gave me an A. Really? Yeah. And this girl in our class um, complained to the principal about it. Wait. Being like, she's favoring these two students and like, I'm working my ass off. Oh my God. Did she know you guys were turning in work or she just like had a suspicion? I think she just had a suspicion. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And it, what, what did, was the principal I th- like? I think the friend. Yeah. I think the principal was like, <laughs> suck, suck it. it. Also, <laughs> yeah. You suck. Also, yeah. You're, you're yeah. Um, and you, and you yeah. were like such a great student outside of that. I'm sure it was like fine. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like with stuff like math, it was like I literally didn't have to pay attention in class and I could come in like ace stuff. So That's it was amazing. Like, That's was just really how your nice. brain was wired. Yes. But I've always thought that's what made me so work phobic because I never had to work in school. Wow. You think? 
I don't know. It's probably a lot of things, Cammy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I always think about that. Yeah, because I never like, had to do work in school because it came so easy. Because it came so easy. And so I never like developed a work ethic. And my and also my family, like and my mom, like never made me do chores. Like I didn't have to oh, any sure. chores growing up. And I didn't have any rules. My sister and I had no rules in our house. Really? But, but we weren't rebellious. So it's like we didn't need them. But maybe that's why. Because, yeah, we didn't, we didn't have anything to rebel from. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of beautiful. Yeah, in its own way. Right. <laughs> yeah, its own way. <laughs> Wow. But that's, I mean, that's, that's so funny because I was such a try hard. I literally, oh, yeah. I had to, oh my God. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like an idiot. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I, I was so definitely hard. the opposite of a try hard. That's so funny. I would just like breeze through everything and like didn't care. Oh my God. Yeah. To have that, I would have, <laughs> I would have been like, please. I had yeah. to work so fucking hard. Aww. I couldn't, I couldn't retain <laughs> any information. Aww. I have like, <laughs> I could only remember like pictures and like math I was actually all right with. Oh yeah. Like That's I good. actually was like decent with but everything else I was like what the hell happened in World War 2? Mm. <laughs> like what's going on? I yeah. just like had a bad memory. Yes. I mean that's tough. School stuff. It's, you know, could have been worse. (laughs) 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 Literally could have been way worse. Um, Everything is fine. Yeah. Um, Wow. Okay, cool. So this all makes sense to me. So Mm -hmm. it's like you, cool. You were kind of like slaying it. You're like, whatever. We'll see where life goes. Mm -hmm. Moved to New York and you were like coasting, but like interested in in yeah. the arts in some yeah. way like part of you is always like i, I think i owe it and i think that's like why i wanted to move to new york yeah, like i always just course. like wanted to do that stuff but i never would take that step right yeah because it's um well it's scary and it's vulnerable scary. do you ever feel like you were putting yourself or maybe avoiding like taking risks or put mm-hmm. it being vulnerable yes totally yes. yeah yeah okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's a thing. Yeah, I definitely think it took me a while to get to a place where I was vulnerable, sure. willing willing to be vulnerable. I think improv did that for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it feels good to do that. And that's probably yeah. why you dove in because you were like, mm-hmm. oh, this feels really good and I like this. Mm-hmm. And maybe like I haven't had a taste of that in yeah. a while. Yeah. And I still got a lot of way to go. Well, don't well, we all. Yeah, for sure we do. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Patrick. Cammy. Holy shit. <laughs> I think my mind was blown two full times <laughs> and then baby moments of Ooh, times. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I did a full crouch mm-hmm. and like uh, this <laughs> twice. Yeah. So that's, that's more than I could say for anyone else. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> this has become a competition. Mm-hmm. Ah. Good luck to the next guest. Good luck to the next guest. Yeah. Um, good luck. Um, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, anything else like you want to <laughs> like add or talk about or that we didn't cover or, no i don't think so um yeah i feel like uh, yeah without a prompt without a without a suggestion i'm not gonna give you anything (laughs) yeah yeah one word yeah um i got nothing else to say um yeah yeah um cool well i I hope to become less work phobic as i get older that's fair and even if you don't yeah. You're great the way you are. Yeah. And you've seen success the way you are. And we'll all be dead. And we'll all be dead. Yes. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful. And we'll all be dead. It's it doesn't matter. This is the last thing I'll say. And it's something that I think about a lot. And it's very dark. But mm. I think I used to be really afraid of death. Mm. And then at some point something clicked to me. And now it does give me a lot of comfort. And I know that's like really dark. But it is like however bad things can get like someday we'll be dead and it just won't matter. Right. And it's okay. Yeah. (laughs) So that's actually, that is not a sad thought. Yeah. Because it does give you comfort. 
it's good comfort. Yeah. Where it's like my friends say something similar, which is um, nothing matters mm-hmm. when they get really stressed out, yeah. which is the same. And yeah. nothing matters because we will all die. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but fuck yeah. 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 It's like, oh, I why am I stressed over this thing? Yeah that feels like life or death for some reason because i've made up that narrative in my head where yes. it's like if i don't get this my whole life is over fucked. i'm off the track and i'm like, off the track yeah. and like i will be done and like why and then it's like mm-hmm. oh nothing is that serious yes like is are you healthy yeah you have good friends mm-hmm. family like are you eating great yeah. like you're fine yeah but i think and even if you don't have those things and even if you don't have those things someday you'll be dead and it's okay <laughs> Uh, the um there's a movie a stanley kubrick movie called barry linden that i really love and it's like <laughs> it takes place in um the 1600s i think or the 1700s uh-huh. it takes place a long time ago and there's a little epilogue and it's just a placard and it's like it's like all of the personages you've seen in this film like good or bad rich or poor it's like they're all the same now mm. and it's like because they're all dead because they're all dead and it's like yeah that's like the thing it's it's the great equalizer and it is also just like yeah nothing in the end, it doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah. And that's a comfort. That is a comfort. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully along the way, it's like we yeah. make it better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> make the world a better place, maybe. The What is it? What do they say on whose line is it anyway? The points are all made up and oh, yeah. nothing oh. matters or whatever. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that's actually right. beautiful. Oh, my God. <laughs> when Drew Carey introduced yeah. the thing, you're yeah. right. I forgot about that part. <laughs> the points are all made up. And nothing matters. Yeah. Maybe it's like what it is. Oh my God. Wow. I'm going to tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> the best Dude, advice I ever name? heard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> is this some sort of like yeah, life lesson here? Totally. We, it's a philosophy. No wonder we all loved it. Cause there was like mm-hmm. subliminal messaging that yes. was like, this is going to actually form who you are in the <laughs> yeah, future. And I'm totally. too carry and I'm in your mind. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Cool. <laughs> all right. Well, that feels like a good note yeah, yeah, yeah. to end on. Um, Patrick, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Cammy. It was a pleasure. Wow. Patrick Keene, everybody. I mean, pretty deep stuff, huh? Nothing matters um, in the best way. In the best way. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. I learned a lot. I felt like I could just chill a little more. Personally, I could probably take 15 chill pills and still be fine. Still be pretty fine. Um, you can follow Patrick on social media. He's on Twitter at do underscore key. That's at D-O-O underscore key. He's also on Instagram at paddude2.0. That's P-A-D-0-0-D 2.0. Just look for Patrick Keen on Instagram. You'll find him, all of his cool photos, what he's up to. Um, see him perform at UCB all the time. He's there and he's doing stuff. He's also teaching and doing great stuff. So, um, yeah. Uh, have a beautiful, beautiful week. You can uh, listen to all the other episodes on Apple, Spotify. How do you hustle with Cami Dimitrova? Tell your friends about it if you like it. Um, have a beautiful week. Thanks, everybody.